We just need to get more and more people vaccinated. Sponsored by Pfizer. I told you, sir, you should have got vaccinated. Brought to you by Pfizer. 99.5% of the deaths from COVID-19. Brought to you by Pfizer. Clandestine Radio. Uncovering the truth. Exploring the I feel that I can confidently say if anything is going to get me canceled and the show taken down, it's going to be these. Good evening, Curious Minds out there. I have certainly missed you guys. While this isn't an actual podcast episode, uh, I really just couldn't keep my mouth shut, I guess is what this boils down to. I just wanted to get on here and talk to you guys for a little bit. There's so much crazy stuff going on, and I haven't had a chance to even you know, go back and kind of address things from the three-part series that we did yet. And so I just kind of wanted to do this and, and if i'm being full disclosure here i've actually recorded this several times in various forms and and either i had technological issues going on with with the, my recording setup and i had lost a lot of audio or uh, on other ones i just felt like maybe it wasn't what i needed to say i guess or, or what i should say kind of second guessing some of the things that i had put in some of the other ones because there's a fine line that I have to walk and that's something else that I wanted to address now this episode I'm going to go ahead and give you a warning um filter is off for it's going to be listed as an explicit language episode so if you've got kids that are listening you may want to uh bed them down if they're not accustomed to hearing occasional foul language and frank speak with that out of the way I do have to walk a very fine line on Spotify and on a few of these other podcasting, hosting, and listing services because they will come for you and they will shut you down. And so to not get strikes and to not get the show taken down, there's a lot of limits that I have to kind of look out for, you know. So, which is another reason that I try to just give a very strict viable uh verifiable rather facts that you can go and you can look up you can find this information if you try hard enough and and give a little bit some indicators at least of what my thoughts about it are without putting too much of a slant to it or getting just too crazy conspiratorial on things that i can't prove and i feel that it it does somewhat of a disservice at times to the, the journalistic side of me that I really want to put forward more so than anything in this series and it also uh, could easily be spelled the end of this show if I'm not careful which is a primary reason why I haven't really said a whole lot about the jabs at least not on here um, if you happen to follow my Facebook page I'm sure you're probably tired of hearing about that but Recently, Pfizer has has made some very startling um, 
for some people I'm sure uh, admissions and have done a large press release which I'm going to share with you guys here in just a bit because I think that it's information that you need to have if you haven't seen it and I'm sure a lot of people haven't because we've been heavily distracted uh, intentionally by all the conflicts in the Middle East but before we get into all that or any of the other news that I would like to share with you guys um, how you been? It's been a long month for me I have been working uh, very hard this month and I am mentally and physically beat at this point which is uh, why well, I haven't put anything out any sooner than this I had, I had planned mid-month or so to drop something very similar to this it was also in the wake of a lot of new developments going on in several stories and I, I didn't want to just kind of chime in at the onset of a lot of this stuff and get things wrong and, and not have all the information to kind of formulate a decent opinion to bring to you guys so I, I held off on that that coupled with the fact that yeah I've, I've barely been able to wipe my own ass this month it has been exhausting I hope that you guys are having a great spooky season um yeah and we're almost to all hollows eve for those who love to celebrate halloween which is something i have enjoyed since i was very little it's always been one of my favorite holidays uh, i have mixed emotions about it this year if i'm being completely transparent and i don't know what's really leading to that if it's just the overall vibe of everything if it just seems like in wake of everything that's happening in the world but it's almost a jarring thing. I was actually talking to another very good friend of mine about it the other day who was saying the same thing. I don't know. It just doesn't really feel like it used to. It doesn't even really feel like Halloween, even though we're just days away now. The last thing, last time that we talked, we did a little three-part series on 9-11, which I hope that you found very compelling. At least you got something out of it. Uh, maybe a little bit of new information that you hadn't heard. Maybe just something that you could bring up in a conversation with a friend sometime. And, you know, a little factoid, a little something that you hadn't heard before. That's all I, I can really hope for. I hope that it in some way sparks more conversation. Uh, that would be a, a wonderful long-term goal for that series. That it, it manages to somehow get around through your help, you beautiful, curious minds out there who have done amazing work in sharing this show, and I sincerely appreciate it. I really can't thank you guys enough, especially the ones that tune in every week and the ones that, you know, do share this show with other people and have turned other people on to it. Uh, it really means the world. I just want you to know that. It Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, it means the world. I, I had fears when I started this. It had been so, year, so many years uh, since I had done a, a podcast uh, of any sort, particularly one where it was just me and so I, I didn't know if it would just be me in here talking to a mic in the studio and, and no one listening and and all for naught or you know what and so I kind of prepared myself for that honestly going into it I, I just thought of this as kind of being an outlet there was a lot of stories I wanted to talk about a lot of things that I found interesting and I just wanted a medium to be able to share them and somehow some way We've managed to get this thing across multiple continents and several countries and lots of people so far. So I sincerely appreciate it. That's you guys. That's not me. That's the work of the community. I've done little to nothing to promote this show. 
I just kind of wanted to put it out there and see what would happen from a grassroots perspective. Would it catch on? Would people want to listen? Would people want to share it with others? And so thank you. I just wanted to take a lot. I probably droned on about that a little too long, but I really do appreciate it. And it really does mean the world. Uh, so I tried to cover as much as I could in the 9-11 thing. There's things I just can't talk about. You know, I mean, there's opinions that I have definitely, and I'll kind of share them here. But I didn't want to put them in the main episodes on the off chance that they were listened to by the wrong people or uh, I don't really know how constraining the limits are on Spotify. I know some of the other podcast services are a little more strict and they may probably have some sort of warning over them already. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I just stuck to the facts and the contradictions in the official narrative quote-unquote um which are a plenty so i hope that through that maybe i kind of conveyed my feelings on it it, it genuinely was a, a red pill moment for me when the pl- second plane hit th- that really uh shook my world and changed my perspective about what was going on at first you know i thought well that's that's got to be some kind of freak accident you know, some some pilot was drunk or, or somebody wandered off course or, or something crazy happened. Uh, then when the second one happened, it was like, uh, yeah, I knew they wouldn't have allowed that. They, you know, my mind didn't immediately go to, oh, it's a terrorist attack. My mind immediately went to, hmm, something's fishy here. Because the moment that transponder was shut off, they stopped replying. They deviated from their flight plan. Uh, they would have been escorted to the ground swiftly in the nicest sense or in more severe consequences before something happened when it reached a major metropolitan area of population it would have most certainly been taken down that's just that's what NORAD does that's why we have those things in place that's why there's all those uh, regulations you know i mean they've been there long before 9-11 they certainly accelerated after 9-11 but uh, that's been the protocol for ever now you know so it definitely struck me as odd from the very beginning from the initial onset of it it seemed like there was some degree of complicity by someone in control uh in what i was seeing I did not in any way feel that it was just an organic thing that had happened. That, you know, somebody had somehow managed or accomplished this uh, massive attack on our on our cities or whatever. It, it never struck me as that. And then the more that I dug into it and started putting pieces together and talking with other people. And then I saw uh, 9-11 Loose Change, one of the first editions of it. I guess the first edition of it, when it was still mostly like a school project. And I reached out to those guys because I found it fascinating. And I had been doing a ton of research as well and thought that I could, you know, I wanted to share my perspective with Dylan and, and Corey and, and see if I was totally off base or if they agreed with what I was saying. And it, it led to me beginning my journalistic Uh, quote-unquote career I I don't know if you could really call it that I've never sought to get paid for it but it was definitely the first time that I started writing for something and and putting stories together and trying to do like real in-depth research and sharing with others I guess that was around uh, 0405 probably you know before that I 
I guess I was kind of the uh, stereotypical conspiracy theorist hacking away on his computer trying to dig up the truth and it, I don't know it led to a, a lifelong passion if you call it a passion even it was more of an obsession certainly at points but I wanted to know more and the more I found out the more fucked up it was and I think that a lot of people that experience the events in real time and it struck a nerve you thought well something's fishy about this at least tower seven had to raise an eyebrow if nothing else that day uh if shanksville wasn't weird enough for you if what happened at the pentagon didn't seem odd enough to you a place that has you know, literally like thousands of cameras and a sophisticated air defense system got struck i mean without even knowing the details of how crazy and the accuracy and, and where it was hit and everything that was going on without being able to even put those pieces together it had to kind of seem a little strange and then no video was released it took years and it took lawsuits and then we got what like four frames none of which that showed an airplane surely some of that <laughs> if you continue to look into it surely some of that raised your eyebrows too so and then you know time passes and it, I, I wrote i said my piece i did some podcast about it i covered it to the best of my ability i tried to talk to other people about it and open as many people's minds to the possibility that something bigger was going on as i could and then i, I kind of had to get away from it because I mean, how long can I sit there and stew on this one event and let it just eat at me? I mean, regardless of what I felt or what I believed or what I, I you know, I knew, it wasn't doing me any good to make that my sole focus. So I kind of expanded that into other journalistic endeavors and in a long, windy road ended up here. Moral of the story is, I hope you guys got something out of that and you learned something new. Um, I even learned new things when I was doing the research for those episodes, which is kind of crazy because I thought that I had pretty much dug every rabbit hole out in that story. And there's also a lot more that I, I felt like I couldn't share or I just didn't share that I may do something else on later. I'm not going to completely rule that out. It's definitely a possibility. We're just going to have to test the waters a little bit more and see what we can get away with here. And if it works out, we'll put something else together about it. If you guys want that. Because I do want this whole thing to be very much centered around what you want to get out of it. I'm going to give you, you know, some interesting stories. I'm going to dig into some other things. You know, I'm going to bring you interesting topics to the best of my ability every week. Or every two weeks at least. And give you what I can. But I also want something back in the form of your feedback and and your interaction so that I can address those things and, and bring together this community that I really want to grow from here because uh, that is a very central part of what's driving me to continue to do this every week and to do all the other little things behind the scenes that I haven't even got a chance to talk about because I, I know there's a lot more of us and you know there's a lot more of you out there and there's tons of people that have listened to this show already that i never would have thought would listen to this show 
to be perfectly honest. And that's not a slight against them in any way. It's just they never really struck me as uh, being in any way, you know, curious about the kind of things that we talk about on this show. So it, it was very uh, heartwarming, I guess, really more than anything, to see and hear, you know, people that, uh, you know, from totally opposite walks of life and, and from all over the place that do care about this stuff. And I think the number of us is continuing to grow. And I don't mean us just as a community. I mean us as a, a mindset of, of curious minds, of uh, the awakened, if you will, people who have you know started questioning things a little bit more thank god finally <laughs> it's been years you know waiting for what it was going to take like when 9-11 didn't quite do it I, I started to kind of lose hope in people when this pandemic uh, happened and everything that resulted from it and all of the lies and all of the bullshit that came with it and still people didn't seem to be waking up you know i I really didn't know what it was going to take but finally after some years have passed and some information that you know i I started putting out in 2020 all kind of came to pass i think that i think that people slowly started to wake up you know the the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists are, are batting a thousand right now virtually everything we've been saying has has been proven at this point and even more was proven just a few days ago which is the uh, little Pfizer release that I'm going to share with you guys here in a little while and by the way go ahead and just brace yourself for several pauses and ums and whatnot because this is completely unscripted this is just me shooting from the hip I just wanted to get on here and talk to you guys god it's been a long time it feels like Um, I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I have been dying to get back on the air. I really have. Uh, Like I said, I've recorded something to this effect several times now. I've got several little audio files on the computer of things that I was just like, nah, we're going to do it again. Or nah, that one got messed up. Whatever. Um, And so today I'm getting this done. You guys are just getting 100% raw, unfiltered me truth and facts and i hope that you enjoy it and if you do maybe i'll do more like this this is kind of like an off the off the record i guess with everything that's going on in the world i felt like i had to come out and talk about some stuff jeez louise it's crazy out there is it not just the stuff in israel alone is mind-boggling between what's going on uh with ukraine and israel and the tying of that together in this weird uh, warmongering, you know, war drum beating kind of frenzy that we're seeing from all these Congress people who are heavily invested in the military industrial complex and weapons manufacturing industry. Um, it just feels like they're determined to, by hook or by crook, force us into some sort of a conflict. Uh, regardless of how far away it is or how little it affects us they're looking for some way to compel us to give a shit about it and to pay for it because that's what it comes down to and when i say pay for it um this country is functionally insolvent there's no way that we can pay for it our tax dollars don't come anywhere close to meeting the deficit and 
never will, you know, for the record. It's never going to happen. What's going to happen is they're going to print more money and they're going to borrow it from the central banks and inflate the money supply even more, which is going to cause more of this rampant inflation that we're all dealing with and getting increasingly sick of. I know that I am. Um, It's, yeah, it's a vicious cycle and it will continue. And they make a lot of money off of the war industry, off of selling these weapons around the globe, off of facilitating all these conflicts. You know, there are certain people, very wealthy individuals that make, you know, raking money hand over fist with this. Meanwhile, those of us that are just citizens in this country, we lose brothers, mothers, fathers, sisters, daughters, and a shit ton of money to this industry. And that's all. We lose, they win, and of course, they're fine with that. It goes to serve two different agendas, if I'm being completely honest. One of those is lowering our overall numbers. I'm just going to put it that way. And the other is continuing this transfer of wealth, which started at the beginning of the scamdemic. I'm sorry, I mean pandemic. And into this now where, you know, everything they can do to basically eliminate a middle class. If you haven't noticed, that has been a huge target. The nuclear family structure and the middle class are on their way out by any means necessary. And all the money is being shifted up to the haves and taken away, you know, from the did have a littles. And of course, the have nots is where we're all going to end up. They basically want a two class system. If you haven't figured this out, that's where this is all headed to. And that falls right in line with what the WEF has been putting out for quite some time now. You will own nothing. You'll be happy. You'll eat bugs. Mr. Klaus Schwab. Yeah, it's all in line with that. If you're unaware of any of that stuff, I know I don't typically talk about it on the show, but that's what this is for. For those who do know a little bit about this and are wondering why I haven't said anything about that on here. So yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna go in deep right now because I've got no filter, I've got no script, and you're gonna get some raw thoughts. So before I go just too far off the rails, let's talk about uh, this conflict with Israel and Palestine very briefly. I don't want to offend anyone listening. I can completely understand from the Jewish point of view that you've been worked into this frenzy um, and it's completely understandable because the media, particularly in the West, really only in the West, has been working very hard to, to foment that. They really need you to buy into this conflict and feel that whatever happens to Palestinians is well-deserved. What they don't talk about is the fact that all of that land was Palestine until some Rothschild nonsense and some other you know Zionistic endeavors took over in around 48 or so, and it, it became a whole different ballgame where Israel became a nation state and has violently pushed Palestine into a tiny little corner of land. 
I'm not taking sides. I'm just telling you how this has gone. And they've done so by essentially an, an ethnic cleansing and murdering. And that, that it's been fighting back and forth, yes, but Palestine is very small, particularly at this point. They don't have any kind of standing military. They don't have any way to defend themselves. Right now, they don't have any water or power or food or medical supplies. But they want to sell this to you like it's a big conflict and they want you to hate Palestine. Now, I do want to separate Hamas from Palestine because they are not the same thing, no matter how the media sells it to you because they desperately need you to lose all compassion and to feel that the Palestinian people deserve everything they've got coming to them, which is, is a very, very narrow um, line of thinking. And, and it fails to take into account everything that's happened in that region. And I, I don't want to sit here and, and break all that down for you. If you're interested, I would suggest that you research actual history without the Western slant and decide for yourself how you feel about it all. I have been a supporter of Free Palestine for really as long as I can remember, uh, since I was a kid, literally. So my views are probably going to differ from a whole lot of, you know, those in the West. And so I, I'm not, I'm not going to push that issue any further, but I would encourage you to look into it more, especially before you join in on the support or beating the war drum with them and just try to keep some compassion in your heart for all people, particularly the innocents, you know, these are women and children dying. And yes, what happened in Israel, if it is what we were told, is horrible. And I certainly don't condone the actions of any terrorism or any terrorist group. It's, you know, it's appalling. That, that level of death and destruction should, should never be allowed. But to punish an entire group of people over the actions of a few is also equally appalling to me and I feel that a lot of that is what's happening there's been some severe violations of the Geneva Convention it's called collective punishment and it's a direct violation and it needs to stop it definitely needs to stop uh, I would say pray for peace if anything because there is no good solution through war for what's happening over there. And the more involved we get, the more we are going to draw in enemies in the area to ally with Hamas. And the bigger this is all going to get. Because we're, we're talking about other nuclear-armed countries, all of which surrounding that area, that... We don't want it to go there. No matter what they try and tell you, no matter how much they try to make you think that this is a good thing, we do not want that. The same kind of things are happening over in Russia. If you're paying attention, you've been seeing it. And 
neither one of these conflicts is something that the U.S. needs to enter into in an active military capacity. We don't have the money for it. We don't have the money for the aid, quote-unquote, which is really just money laundering and a big circle of selling weapons. And it does not have any bearing on us to not be involved in that. They want to sell it to you as, as humanitarian, and I, it, there is nothing humane about what we're doing globally. What this is, is little bits, little sprinklings of CIA actions, particularly in, in the Russia-Ukraine thing, going back decades, and we are at the root cause of a lot of it because it serves U.S. interests, particularly our war machine. It does not serve the people of the United States. So do not fall into that trap and start waving the war flags and participating in this. When peace and us at least not being actively involved is, is the only solution that's going to benefit us, you and I, those in, those in America anyways. I realize I have listeners, you know, in multiple countries, but for those of us in the United States, it does not behoove us to be involved in these conflicts. And it only worsens the image of the United States of playing world police and getting involved in things that we have no business in. Speaking of which, one of the two stories that I really wanted to make sure that I shared with you guys uh, in my little news briefing here um is something that uh, a friend brought to my attention and it, it's something that i'd heard for a while now but recently the washington post actually put out a big article on this and really validated a whole lot of things that were previously called uh, you know russian disinformation or pro-putin views if you believed any of it um and, and it's something that has heavily contributed to the conflict between Ukraine and Russia, um, even more so than the expansion of NATO, which is something that Putin said long ago, if NATO expanded into his territory, that he was going to, you know, it, it would be met with force and it wouldn't be allowed. Uh, we basically had agreed that NATO would not expand into Russian territories. Um, but at this point, we have Russia fairly well surrounded and continue to add countries to that list, which is all in violation of the agreement. But uh, coming from a story from the Washington Post, uh, which was titled, Ukrainian spies with deep ties to CIA wage shadow war with Russia. And this is important stuff, guys. Um, basically, since 2014, the CIA has been training and funding the Ukrainian intelligence apparatus and backing a covert campaign to completely destabilize Russia. The CIA has been actively running covert ops inside the country and involving the killing of journalists and geopolitical commentator and i may get this name wrong i've only read it never heard it because very few outlets are actually reporting on this but daria dujina according to current and former ukrainian and u.s officials since 2015 the cia has spent and 
I say the CIA has spent, they're not out there selling Girl Scout cookies. They don't generate any kind of income. So that means us, the U.S. taxpayers, um, and, and the debt of this country, even more so, has been funding, um, and to the tune of tens of millions of dollars, to transform Ukraine Soviet Foreign Services into a potent ally against Moscow. The agency has also provided Kiev with advanced surveillance systems and has even guided the formation of a new SVU, uh, which is like their secret service, basically, unit called the Fifth Directorate. Uh, Darya Dugina's killing was just one of many high-profile assassinations and sabotage bombings by Ukrainian intelligence with the support of our CIA. So they're running multiple operations there, and this is continuing on to this day and has been for some time. And it is a major component in how they have escalated tensions in that area. And we've seen this, you know, so many times repeated throughout history where the CIA will go in and destabilize a country, uh, overthrow its leadership, and uh, turn the country towards our aims. So that basically we either have someone um, who is compromised by us or is sympathetic to our cause who's in charge of these countries. And we do that uh, to do, you know, something specifically to that country, but also so that we are able to influence countries around it and the geopolitical environment in that entire region. And, and if you go back, you look through history, if you study any of this kind of stuff, like this is cookie cutter CIA stuff. This is what they do. This is what your taxpayer dollars are funding. Assassinations and bombings and it continues on and on and on and on. It has for a long time. Just something that I wanted to cover real quick. Uh, it's a fairly breaking story. I haven't seen very many outlets, but the fact that the Washington Post is even reporting on it, and I think we all know the Washington Post is uh, pretty much the mouthpiece for the establishment in a major way at this point. It's definitely something to consider because only you know e even a month ago that would have any talk of that would have been considered conspiracy theory or you know putin pro-putin russian disinformation all those terms that you hear that would have fallen right in line with all of that and now i want to get to before i run out of time here i wanted to get to real quick the main piece of news that i wanted to make sure that i shared with you guys I don't know if you saw this or not, but a few days ago, Pfizer did a major release, uh, press release, where they updated use authorizations and, and the guidance and came out and said a lot about uh, side effects and adverse reactions related to their COVID-19 products, both uh, Plex, Paxlovid, I believe is how you say it, and the Comerty, Comernetti, whatever that vaccine's called, the mRNA one, as well as their other uh, COVID vaccine. So this is important stuff because this is stuff that we've been talking about for a few years now and was also considered, you know, just pure conspiracy and conjecture. And, you know, you're, you're endangering everyone. Uh, just trust the science, all this stuff. When a lot of us, I feel, in our guts knew 
even from the onset, I think we all kind of felt, you know, this is a completely new, untested thing. There's no long-term efficacy testing done on it. There's no long-term tests that have been done on the effects of any of this stuff. And we're being strong-armed into accepting it and, and taking it and guilted, definitely guilted heavily by uh, the media and those in media and celebrities and everyone else saying, you know, that just get the jab, you know, you're, you're endangering your, your fellow citizens. And it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated and all these lies that they use to try and force this stuff on us. Even Pfizer themselves have had to come out and the, the release, which I will post on our Facebook page if we want to go read the full thing there but a lot of it is just about the financial guidance and how they plan to profit moving forward from the products that they've already released and, and how they're going to shift some of that stuff that they're not going to be able to use because it was only under emergency use authorization before uh, how they're going to get that you know bought back or, or exchange from the government I'm assuming for whatever they've cooked up next um, but that Paxlovid has not been approved, uh, but it's been authorized for emergency use. And that's still now. But it includes Ritonavir. I think I'm saying that right. But it's a strong CYP3A inhibitor. And apparently this stuff causes serious or life-threatening reactions if it's used with another inhibitor or a CYP3A inducer which may be associated with potential loss of virologic response and possible resistance which means basically it shuts down your body's ability to fight that virus or any other from what I'm able to glean from this uh, and a couple of CYP3A inducers that would cause trouble that are very common people you know a lot of people in this country use these would be anti-cancer drugs there's some anti-convulsants on there antimicrobials cystic fibrosis treatments and even st john's wort somehow the Comirnaty mrna vax shows increased risk of myocarditis and pericarditis imagine that definitely never saw that coming especially in the first week after vaccination the risk is the highest in males 12 to 17 years old and that's that's very shortened as far as what it what actually is true um i've seen from 12 to 45 it, it varies but this is just what was in their release and there's and there's a lot to it i'm not gonna be able to cover all of it and it would be boring as hell if i tried but I, I do want to say uh, these few points and this one actually okay about the Pfizer BioNTech vax which is the one that they shoved down everybody's throat not just the emergency use one but but the main one that they said oh this is the cure this is how we're gonna keep everybody safe um it also ca can cause can cause myocarditis and pericarditis those are like the two most common adverse reactions that people have experienced 
And that, that, I mean, we all saw that happening. And they tried to tell us, oh, it's perfectly normal for, you know, 16, 17-year-old kids to fall over dead, having a heart attack on a football field, or all these athletes across the globe falling over, passing out, dying from heart conditions. You know, that's perfectly normal. That's always happened when we all knew damn well that was not the case, and it was not the truth. Some other of these um, adverse reactions are chest pain, shortness of breath, or difficulty breathing, rapid heart rate, pounding of the chest and heart, fluttering of the heart. Um, in children, to the peop- to the group that it was pushed the hardest, remember you have to get your kids vaccinated, you have to get your kids vaccinated. They can't come to school unless they're vaccinated. Um, may cause fainting, unusual and persistent irritability, unusual and persistent feeding, whatever that means, unusual and persistent fatigue or lack of energy, persistent vomiting, persistent pain in the abdomen, unusual and persistent cool pale skin. And and there's a long list of side effects. Give me just a second here. I want to pull these up and you just have to excuse all the racket. I told you this one's just live uh, shooting from the hip. Severe allergic reactions, non-severe allergic reactions such as rash, itching, hives, or swelling of the face, myocarditis, pericarditis, injection site pain and tenderness, tiredness, headache, muscle pain, chills, joint pain, fever, injection site swelling, injection site redness, nausea, feeling unwell, swollen lymph nodes, Decreased appetite, diarrhea, vomiting, arm pain, fainting in association with injection of the vaccine, dizziness, irritability. I mean, it goes, it goes on and on. And it's for all of their, their products that they released in association with COVID-19. All this stuff that we, told, we were told was safe and effective, even though they had done zero testing for real on it very controlled test uh, and most of which were reported in a way where events were not being logged or tracked in any kind of real usable manner it's not the way that you would have conducted any other kind of legit testing on any other pharmaceutical product it was basically just shuffled in They, they changed the rules for everything to just get around having to report what this was actually doing to people and i've been ranting about this for three years now Um, not just the the vaccines but the entirety of the thing i put a facebook post out in early february of 2020 talking about this would become something very much uh more significant than what we're being told that this would be a global pandemic, that it would lead to legislation that was going to greatly restrict and change our our way of life here in America, Um, basically for telling the lockdowns and and everything else. uh, I said that masks were not going to be effective. That's not how viruses work, that you can't just wear whatever kind of mask and, and keep yourself or others safe. Certainly not yourself, um, it might, if you're sick, it might stop the droplets, some of the larger droplets from exiting your mouth, I guess, but it wasn't going to do anything 
for keeping particulate matter as small as, as these viruses are, keeping them out of your airways. It just was simply not going to work. It, it made no sense. Anybody that's ever seen the, the people dealing with uh, in virology uh, in, a, in a bio lab of any sort, you, you see the giant airtight suits that they have to wear to be around this stuff. And yet they told us that, well, if you don't have a surgical mask, which is absolutely not used for, for anything like that, but if you don't have one of those, it's okay to just use a bandana or tie a t-shirt around your face. And it was ludicrous. It, it definitely made me think that there was something more to why they were saying all this stuff, why they were thinking that was going to work. Surely anybody with any degree of medical knowledge knew all along that was definitely never going to work. And it ended up just having major, major effects, uh, negative effects on the population in many ways. Uh, infected children, how they learn, uh, our social interactions. I mean, and you see it, you see those ripples even today. I, I know others have noticed that when you go out, people are just different. And I'm, I don't think that's just because of wearing masks. I think that has a lot to do with, again, I have to be careful what I say here, which is why I've kind of been wording things the way that I have been. But in fact, I'm just going to really leave it at that. But I think we all kind of got a feeling about what's going on. Um, and if you haven't, I would suggest that you look into this for yourself a little deeper than what you have before. Particularly those who went right along with it and followed the science and got vaccinated and urged others to be vaccinated. You really need to get the bigger picture here. It was more than just a giant transfer of wealth. It was more than just an experiment. Um, and it's, it's not over, which is what makes it so important. Because one thing it definitely did do was teach uh, the people in control and the ones, uh, I guess I can safely say, behind all of this, how reactionary uh, we can be and how they can manipulate an entire population with fear around something like this. The levels of control and, and the shifts of laws that kind of added up to less and less freedom for us, obviously, and more and more power and control in the hands of a select few, particularly non-regulated, non-governmental bodies like uh, the, the WEF even and uh, the WHO. These are people that, unelected officials, that, that got massive amounts of control from this. And they're continuing to overstep those bounds and continuing to, to grow that power and to concentrate it into fewer and fewer hands. And none of this leads to anything good for us. So it's important that you pay attention to this stuff. It's important that you, you read what you can, that you look into it. You don't trust the science and you don't believe the propaganda because I can assure you something like this is going to happen again very soon. And when it does, you need to be able to recognize the signs. And I hope that it calls your mind back to this conversation or it calls your mind back to how things went the first time and where all of that compliance got us. 
You know, did it really benefit us? Did it enrich your life in any way? Or did it just make things worse for all of us? So, that was the main points that I wanted to talk about today. And again, this is kind of just a raw, unfiltered, off-the-cuff, shot-in-the-dark kind of thing that I had to do, man. I just had to get out there and talk to you guys. I've missed you. It's been a while. Uh, I've been so busy, or I would have gotten this to you sooner. But there is more coming. Very exciting things to come. I'm working on a Discord channel for us. I don't know how many of you would be interested in that. I'll probably leave a poll on this one and see what you guys think. It would really mean a lot if you could take a second and interact with that on the Spotify page. If you're not listening on Spotify, I understand. Uh, Contact with us. Get in touch on Facebook if you would then. I'll probably put another kind of poll thing there. Trying to get your thoughts, your opinions of all this because it really does matter. But I want to have a centralized place for this community of curious minds to be able to come together and meet others like you. Other people that are wanting to know more, they're curious. Maybe people that know a little bit more than you, that you can learn a little bit from um, so that we can research, so that we can learn, so that we can teach, and so that we can better ourselves. And I think that community is extremely important. And there's a reason that that those in power have done and worked so hard to destroy our sense of community and togetherness and divide us. And we can't allow that to happen. It's time for us to come together if we're going to have a hope of a brighter future. And I think that we can, but it's going to take all of us. And don't let them divide you. Don't let them break your spirit. Don't let anything that I told you get you down because... Knowledge is power, and there's hope in learning what's going on and coming together and working to create change. Pray for peace, work for change, and let's try to make this a little bit better of a world for us, for our kids, and for everybody that comes after us, because we really are the only hope there is. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to me ramble for the past almost hour now. It really means a lot. Again, in the poll, help me out here. I really would love to know your thoughts on things and and interact with you more and more and build new ways that we can do so and and really come together because it's got to start somewhere. So you guys have a wonderful Halloween, very safe, spooky season, you know, Things can get a little crazy out there, so watch your backs. And But try to enjoy yourself. God knows how many we may have after this. Uh, yeah, best wishes to you all, and thank you. And I will talk to you guys again real soon on the next Clandestine Radio. Just one more thing before I get out of here, guys. Wanted to let you know we will be back not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday with a new episode for the podcast. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I hope you are too, and I'll talk to you guys real soon.